0: Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. This episode from the Grace and Gigabytes book launch features the author Ryan Panzer and guest Sarah Stonesefer-Boylan. We're pleased to have Sarah Stonesefer-Boylan. Uh, Sarah lives into her baptismal vows every day. She focuses on digital teaching, coaching, resources and training for Thoughtful Innovative Christian Formations. Uh, She spends her time digging into social media, into educational technology and digital communications in in an effort to create digital savvy leaders. Uh, Sarah is currently continuing her passion for systems management and organizational change at Peabody College at Vanderbilt University, working towards an educational doctorate. Sarah is also an elected member of the Episcopal Church's Executive Council, and and somehow she has some time when she's not working where she gets to hang out with her terrier, Chihuahua Lucas, and her husband, Brooks. So please join me in welcoming Sarah.
1: Hi everyone, it's so good to see you all. I see lots of faces and names that I recognize. So that is always a wonderful welcome and say, and lots of new faces and friends as well. So hello everyone. Um, so I'm just thrilled to be here. Um, I feel like it has been um a long journey to get to this part of the process and to the true celebration that is the book launch. And so I'm thrilled for Ryan. Um, I know I'll say Ryan, where's your celebratory? Um, do you have like a like a like a buzzer or something behind you?
0: You know, it's funny you say that because I've got these Christmas lights and they change color and they have all kinds of like cool different. You know, yes, like that $3 is $3 exactly that.
1: what I am looking for. Yes, <laughs> you needed you needed more celebratory flair, so I'm glad that you I'm glad that you showed up. Um, so. Um, What Ryan did not um, tell you as a part of the excitement that is going on in my life, I just moved um, multiple states away from where I I was before in Louisiana. I'm now back in Virginia, which means that um, I haven't quite gotten my tech set up as perfected as it once was. So I'm gonna attempt to share my screen and then see what happens. I think we're good to go, all right. We're just gonna we're just gonna be grateful that that is there. Um, so it, it, when Ryan and I um, have chatted throughout the years, and then um, and then again when I was chatting with my friend and colleague Kyle Oliver, who will be on later today, we were like started discussing about like who was going to talk about what. And then also what we were going to talk about tomorrow during another presentation, and then of course for another sort of set of classes that we were taking. And um, one of the things that's um, come up a lot in the past few months, and that was that was really um, in process when when Ryan was gathering stories for Grace and Gigabytes, was this idea of um, of authenticity. And so I, I, brought, I bring up um, St. Francis mainly because, number one, this meme is awesome, um, and also to say that, you know, we are, are gospel people that are, are called to use all of the pieces, all of the tools um, to, to, which, um, to which, we, which we have access to. So I'm just going to make certain that we're we're still good here. Um, so all of the uh, all of our, our emphasis on authenticity um, as a culture is really important, and and a lot of that, a lot of the authenticity, I believe, the the need to talk about it comes through which like we don't believe that these interactions are always authentic. Um, I, I hear that a lot, um, and the, by these interactions I mean our, our screen-to-screen interactions, which a lot of people don't consider to be IRL or in real life, but they are absolutely in real life, because I'm sitting here in my house in Virginia with my um, very anxious Terrier Chihuahua mix, who you might hear later on. Um, and this is this is very authentically who I am, of where, you know, I, was, <laughs> I said, I don't know where my tech setup is. And understanding that that authenticity is, is, is really what people are, they can call, they can call that out, they have a very clear um, authenticity BS meter. Um, and then also recognizing that that's what we as Christians are called to do to, to lead an authentic life. And so I just put this up of, of making certain that we that we recognize that um, that it is that it is part of um, our understanding about sort of our online interactions of making certain they're they're authentic. And again, so authenticity. So can anybody um, do a little? I'm sorry, I'm so used to teaching not lecturing, so I'm like, everybody put in the chat box. Who is who is an online presence that you find to be truly authentic? Hank Green, nice, nice. So that's um, uh, John Green's brother, Hank Green, also a vlog brother and YouTube star. Jim Keat was ready to go. <laughs> Live Zoom with the whole congregation. That's an amazing, yes, that's an amazingly authentic um, idea, uh, Pastor Deb. Um, Lindsay Ellis is somebody who Shamika said. Kate Bowler, yes, absolutely. Rob Bell, nice job, everyone. And so all, all of these people that we named, um, I would make the argument that especially with people like Kate Bowler or with Hank Green, because those are the ones that I know, Rob Bell, I can, I can play that game, just not all the way, of recognizing that they, they, share, they share a lot. And I don't mean that as they, and they overshare, but they share, this is why my faith is important. This is what's this is what's plaguing me. This is these are the the stumbling blocks that I have. And then also recognizing like these are the things that bring me true joy. Um, and so recognizing that we have a spectrum of human emotion and only sharing the positives, um, that's that that cuts that that makes the that makes the authenticity BS meter rise up pretty quick. And so recognizing that we need all of these different dimensions in order to be authentic, whether we are face to face in the same room or face to face through our Zoom screens. And I was thinking um, about what it means to be authentic uh, uh, leaders, because um, uh, Ryan, as Ryan mentioned, I'm in a doctoral program talking about um, ed- uh, leadership and learning in organizations, and how can we as, as leaders really lean into this idea of authenticity and being an authentic leader, and then what it means to have an authentic um, an authentic congregation as well as a community. And again, I use congregation, but you can use church, you can use community of faith, you can use Nonprofit organizations sort of fill in all of those blanks. So I love this very quick and dirty um, introduction to being authentic to being to authentic leadership. And this is from a Harvard business article that I'll go ahead and link um, after my presentation. Um, but the the leader in particular is committed to bettering themselves. They are mission-driven, they are disciplined. Um, They are self-aware and they inspire faith within their, again, organization, group, um, or even congregation. Um, And when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, number one, why have I not read this before? (laughs) And number two, like this, this is everything that I would hope that my church leader would be. that they they bring that authenticity of the highs and the lows the transparency um and then keeping keeping always keeping that mission whether it's um formation or whether it's baptism or whether it's our our creedal um our creedal way of being within um within our entire system and and not just having it be as part of worship or being part of personal, uh, personal conversations and one-on-ones, but recognizing that this is this is a way to be authentic in all of these different spaces, whether we are um, face-to-face or, um, or online. And so, um, so the conversation comes back to, so what is the mission or vision for your ministry? Again, I'm not, I'm not used to giving 20-minute presentations, so y'all have to play along with me. So what is the mission or vision for your ministry? And it could be your personal um, mission. It could be your family. In my family, we had a family mission statement. I think I was probably the only, only eight-year-old that had that. Um, or what is the mission and vision for your um, congregation or your faith community that you're a part of? and make everybody big so that way I can give everybody the stare down maybe you didn't know that that's what was happening right now
0: Sir, do you want us to type that in the zoom chat
1: absolutely please okay. do sorry I was like I didn't maybe I didn't ask for it go ahead yeah type it in the zoom chat small promises nice job Susan Jesus's way, way of life into practice by encountering God loving one another and reaching into the world that's from Katie Dale says, we exist to offer creative experiences that lead people into inspiring encounters um, with God, meaningful encouragement with each other and lifelong transformation. Whew, that's a good one. Love Jesus and help others love Jesus. It's from Ellen. All right, getting uh, calling people into service of all God is and calls you to be. Oh, Reverend Heather, I like that one. And ryan to develop faithful leaders through coaching and collaboration that's awesome and so again so it comes back to like what is this thing in your community um when i saw a lot of congregations go online um as part of the the pandemic i think that there was a lot of um, peeking over into our neighbor's yard to try and be them and saying, um, oh, well, that, that place over there is doing our Compline. Let's, let's just go ahead and do Compline. Um, and there was a lot of fear attached to um, having people church hop. I love church hopping. Um, I, have, I have had the flexibility now for nine months to be able to peek into others' congregations and to visit my friends um, across, the, across the U.S. As they, um, as they lead services and prayers, and it's been amazing. Um, but I think that some congregations really face a fair amount of fear attached to it of, oh, well, if that person goes over to that community, they won't come back to us. Um, and I witnessed that a lot in um congregations that were reopening um in for in person worship of saying, oh, well, if we don't reopen those people will leave and they will want to go to those congregations all will open and of course like we are drawn to all of our different communities for different reasons and a lot of that has to do with the authenticity of making certain that we are authentically living into our call um, into our baptism and then we as christian community are being authentic to who we are and understanding our values and missions and making certain that that we are inspiring faith in others And so then again, it comes back to like, how is your authenticity, your mission, your vision, um, your faith in other people is showing up online, and especially within our online communities. So how are you being, how are you holding that, um, holding the balance of, of being authentically you and then also being a leader? So again, so this is not an easy thing. Like I don't think that it happens overnight but I think that some people um, genuinely have that as part of their presence whereas others have to actively go out and develop it. I know that that is something that I actively have to think about. Um, So then that way, like I'm making certain that I'm not censoring myself of just sharing the good things but then also sharing the struggles as well. Um, again that's not an easy thing to try and deprogram out of your out of your way of being online in particular so one of my one of my favorite versions of this is unvirtuous Abby and again so they um, i don't know if you all have seen this they have a very active um, uh, Twitter page, Facebook page, um, all all of the above. Um, I always love some good Star Wars humor, so I'm happy to bring that to everyone today. I, I don't know if we've had Star Wars humor yet in in our in our Grace and Gigabytes presentation, but that's what I'm here for. Um, and, and recognizing that, you know, Unvirtuous Abby knows what Unvirtuous Abby is. It is about sharing ridiculous church-based memes um, and being slightly snarky attached to it. There's lots of Holy Spirit as angry looking bird jokes, which I'm also here for. I can just see, I can just see Ben. And so I'm just like, I'm just really happy that Ben is enjoying <laughs> my Unvirtuous Abbey. Uh, thank you, thank you, Katie. Um, and I would say that um, I also love some baseball. Sorry, Ryan, I'm not a college football fan in the way that you are. So we're gonna have to bring in some baseball. Um, and and I have to say um, in this field of dreams meme, um, if you build it, they will come. Um, but to me, that's not always the case is that you have to make certain that, that you are building a you are building a community that, um, that is reflective of the community that it wants to be. that again, you're being authentic to, to everything that you can possibly be. Um, that you're not again, you're not peeking over into somebody else's yard trying to mimic what they're doing, but you are listening to the needs, concerns um, of your own soul and of your own relationship with God and then also of those around you. Um, again, so as Bob Ross says, as long as you're learning, you're not failing. And so understanding that implementing change is hard. Um, I was able to, to, to peek in for the last uh, last little bit of Kristen. So I look, back, I look forward to going back and learning and learning more from her. Um, implementing change is hard. And I believe it also is really connected with that need for authenticity. And, I, and as Kristen said, that deep discernment that needs to happen in order for change to truly be implemented. And this is where we come to the, Kristen, did you talk about technical versus adaptive already? Didn't have time. All right, all right, well, I'm going to pick up, pick up where you left off. This is perfect. Um, so, so we talk about technical versus adaptive change. And I'll, I want to emphasize that I think it's actually technical vi- fix versus adaptive change. And so, um, so I when I was uh, chatting the, earlier this morning and in my conversations with people, I believe that a lot of our push um, with COVID has been these technical fixes. Of looking over to the next congregation and saying like, oh, what camera do you all use? I'm going to get that camera and that will solve the issues that I've had around worship. But it's not asking the deeper questions of, well, what is it that you want to stream? Why would you need that? What kind of community are you trying to create? Is that the best type of platform? Is that the best type of environment? And is it authentic to your community? So those are the harder questions. And of course, it's easy to do those little technical fixes because in some ways, the, the work of buying a camera is sexier, it's easier. Like you're done, you slap that that bandaid on and you don't have to do that navel gazing work. Of, of understanding the true why, of coming back to that authenticity of who you are as a leader and also as a community. Again, so this is, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you with some authenticity and some adaptive change. And again, coming back to um, Bob Ross, theologian, as long as you're learning, you're not failing. Um, And I and I say these, um, I say all of these things as if I have them mastered. I in no way have any of these things mastered. Um, Again, depending on you know if I have my monitors or uh, or all of those little technical fixes. Um, that I that I attempt to fill my days with, as opposed to the the harder, more adaptive work, in order to living into being an authentic, uh, authentic leader. And this is me. I quickly added in a slide. Um, I'd love to work with you to learn more about um, about what your challenges are. Um, I'm working a lot with all of these um, different congregations and doing some online events, worship, um, sort of uh, shifting our mindset to what a, a, a connective community can be online. Um, and so my most recent project right now is Advent Words. This is the fourth year that I've done Advent Word. Um, we are in the season of Advent, FYI. Um, and, so, and so it is a way for us to create a prayer-filled space um, within, within just the internet. So it really does live just on the internet. Um, and so I'll drop in the Advent Word website um, as well as the, uh, ad- uh, the authentic leadership article that I found for you all. Um, so again, I'm just thrilled to be invited to be here to see all of your wonderful faces and to celebrate Ryan, um, and the new book launch.
0: Thank you so much, Sarah. And it's it's so interesting that I have left. (laughs) Well, I was just going to comment. It's so interesting that here we are talking about this book, which deals with ministry in the digital age. And so far we've talked about experimenting, we've talked about change, we've talked about authenticity. And I think that really speaks to what this topic mm-hmm. is is all about. Uh, there were a lot of questions in the Zoom chat about how many Lutherans it takes to change a light bulb. So if you wanna weigh in on that one, Sarah, I'll give you the opportunity to do so. Uh, and uh, thank you for sharing these resources. Please check out everyone, Advent Word. It's a phenomenal devotional resource for you. Um.
1: I feel like it's, if you're anything like Episcopalians, if it's the Lutherans, then it takes like four people to notice that the light bulb is out, and then another dozen to set up a committee to then decide what the lumens of the light bulbs are, and then maybe tasking one person to go out to buy it all together. And then realizing that all of the lumens of all of the different light bulbs need to get changed, but we'll wait to start another committee at some other point.
0: Don't forget about the Zoom scheduling committee, too. Uh, (laughs) Please please join me in in thanking Sarah for her contributions this afternoon. Thank you so much, Sarah. This was very enlightening and wonderful.
1: It was so great to be here. Thank you all.